0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the latest in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we just want to thank and exhort you again. This is a moment we've ordained for us, God of glory, to seek your face. So that God will walk circumspectly in this dark world that we're in, through your Word, And God, we're asking that you speak to us again this morning. Grant us wisdom, grant us understanding, grant us revelation. That God, by that which you are going to speak to us, we will stand strong on the face of the earth. We bless and we exhort you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, last Sunday I started a series with us on the new creation, and we've been hearing so much about that. We know so much about that, and uh, we—I'm sure—we read a lot of books about that as well. The new creation—what does that really mean? Again, we have our text from the Book of Proverbs. I mean, let's let's look at it from. 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse number 6. But again, we say that also in the book of Psalm 102, verse 18, says This is treating for the generation of them that shall be created. And that the Bible says, they shall praise the Lord. Now, in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 6, the Bible says, 16, not 6, 2 Corinthians five, sixteen. Wherefore, henceforth, no will no man after the flesh. Yes, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. That's the major text with the Lord. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And last week i tried to make you understand that to be in Christ is not just because you are in church. You must come to the place where you are enveloped by the Christ himself. Because you can be in Christ and Christ can be in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But when you are in Christ, you are a new creature. That means there's a big difference between just being in Christ and Christ being in you. I tried to illustrate that to you last week so you find time to go back to that and look at it. Hallelujah. The new creation are those who have been created anew, into and in Christ. And that means to be completely swallowed up into him. The new creation are those who have been created anew in Christ, But that doesn't mean They are being swallowed up in Christ. And when you come to this position in your life, you are actually guided, ruled, led, protected by the Christ. It's completely different from just having the Christ in you. Hallelujah. I made you understand last week. If you are in Christ, first of all, if Christ is in you, they will see you before they see Christ. But if you are in Christ, they will see Christ before they see you. So the man that manifests Christ, wherever he or she is, is the man that is in Christ. People can readily testify that Christ is in your life, or that you are actually an embodiment of Christ. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And Paul said, Be ye imitators of me, even as I am an imitator of Christ. What Paul meant to say is, If you want to reach Christ, you can reach Christ through me. If you can study my life, you can get Christ. We have to come to that same position, where our life will be a revelation of the invisible Christ. God is spirit, just like Christ is spirit. For people to see Christ on the streets, they have to see you. Praise the living God. We are meant to understand the book of John chapter number 12. Jesus was speaking to Philip and the rest of the people. They came to him and said, The Jews want to see you. And Jesus said, if a corner of which remains, it abides alone. But if we fall to the ground and die, it brings forth more truth. What do you think Jesus was telling them? He was telling them this simple fact I'm about to die. If I don't die, you will continue to tell people to come look for me. But when I die and I'm buried, resurrected, I'm going to come back as the Holy Spirit and I'm going to be resident in your life. Now if anybody is looking for Christ, you don't need to tell them to look for me, you show them yourself. That's what he was telling Philip. He said, because I'm still alone, that's why I'm telling people to come and look for me. I'm still alone, that's why I'm telling them to come and say they are looking for me, I should come and show them myself. But by the time I die, I'm going to glory. When men are looking for Christ, show them yourself. That is the man that is in Christ. That is the man that is a new creature. The man that comes to the place of revealing Christ to those who are looking for the invisible Christ. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? So, to just be in Christ, be a new creature, is not a lingo. It's not something that is just a church language. No. We are talking of you coming to the place... Of the stature of the measure of the Christ that cannot be seen. That when men want to see Christ, they look for Christ and they can see Christ in you. Praise the living God. I gave you a story of a man that went into Asia region sometime, a, a missionary. And that is one thing that we all are missing. None of us at this time that we are living in is prepared to sacrifice wives, even as a missionary. For the sake of Christ, or for the sake of the gospel. But we know that a lot of people came into this country, from overseas, from Europe, wherever the case may be, as missionary, and they never went back home. But for us, nobody wants to do that. People like Mary Slessor, who turned away twin killing from Calabar, they were missionaries. They left the comfort zone of their homes, overseas, and came into Africa. And they lived all their lives this way, because they were missionaries. None of us these days is thinking about that All we are after is how much money God can give to us But I want to make you understand Life is more than what you have Jesus said the same thing A man's life is not quantified By the abundance of the things which he does possess Your life is not measured by what you have Your life is measured by who you are In relation to God Can I hear an amen to that? This man went as a missionary, and he lived all of his life with this village people, and he died there, and he was buried. And some years later, another missionary came to the place, and he was talking about Jesus. And the people said, what are you talking about? He said, well, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. They said, no, Jesus lived in this city, in this village with us. He was here, he lived here. Okay, if you want to doubt, you come, let me go show you where he was buried. And he took this missionary to where the former missionary was buried He said, "The Christ that lived in this place died and we buried him here So his life reflected the invisible Christ to those people I'm asking you, in your place of work, how is your life? Can people truly come to God because of you? Just looking at you, listening to me The gospel you preach, may seeing see you, is more than what you say from your mouth Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's much more important by the life you demonstrate as a Christian, as a believer, as compared to the things you say. You carrying the Bible does not necessarily mean men are seeing you to be a believer. Your conduct is the primary thing. Your lifestyle is the primary thing, and it's the key thing. Praise the living God. Either being Christ, the Bible says it's a new creature, and the Bible taught us we are being created in Christ unto the glory of God. You turn with me to Ephesians 2 verse number 8. Ephesians 2 from number 8, I'm going to read up to verse number 10. It says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and are not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, listen to this, created in Christ Jesus, unto so good works. With God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We are being created in Christ. So like I was trying to tell us in the fourth section of this message. I agree that God said His work was finished on the seventh day And the But I want to tell you That creation is not finished Because Genesis 1 Is different from Genesis 2 You need to get that right In Genesis 1 Let us make man our image In Genesis 2 God formed man of the dust of the ground And God breathed into man Man became a living soul That's creation taking place. God is created. Creation is continued. Until you come into the very perfect image and likeness of God. Until you come to the place of the full expression of the Christ. Creation continues. Man has to ultimately become the very image and the glory of God. Hebrews 1.3 the Bible tells us Christ is the express image and the glory of God and if Christ is the express image and the glory of God and Christ is the fourth bond, among many brethren, then we must also come to the place of being the express image and the glory of God. And Jesus said, no man has seen God at any time except the Son of God who revealed him who is in his bosom. Meaning, we also must come to the place of being the revelation of the invisible God. That is my challenge for every one of us. How much of God is being revealed? How much of God is being expressed? How much of God is being seen? How can men say of the truth God lived among us? How can we say God who is invisible is being made visible? That is the challenge that we all of us have. Praise the living God. We are being created in Christ unto good works. Amen? So, so far Is this salvation from being our own work? We are not saved by our own work. Or granted for our own sakes. No, not because of what we've done. But we are saved not only the creatures of God, but our new creatures was produced by the power of God. For we are created in Christ. Praise the living God. The Bible says, We are created in Christ Jesus, Unto good works He saved us That we may show forth The virtues of him Who has called us from darkness Into his marvelous light For though listen to this We are not saved by our good works But yet We are saved that we may perform Good works To the glory of God And the benefit of men. We are not saved because of our good works But we are saved To do good works did you understand what I'm saying here? We are saved by grace, not because of anything we've done. Yes, that is true. But after being saved, God intends us to do good works. We are saved for good works. Though we are not saved through good works. You've got to understand that. The Bible tells us, Jesus went about doing good. He was doing something. He was doing good work. Don't tell me because you are living under grace Therefore you don't have anything to do That is not Bible That is not accurate Jesus walks You got to walk Praise the living God Are you see there? We don't walk to end the salvation of God But we walk to glorify His name We don't walk to end the salvation of God But we walk to show forth The good works that have been done in our lives We are meant to glorify God by what we do. We are meant to make men know God by what we do. Praise the living God. Amen. The Bible talks about that which God has ordained. Hallelujah. For which God has ordained for the foundation of the world, we've been called, is preparing us, and this is very important. God has so determined and prepared us that we may walk in those good works. To walk is to live. To walk is to manifest. When you talk of what the life or what good works, move, do good works. Jesus went about doing good. It means our lifestyle, anywhere, anytime, is meant to reveal the good nature of God. Can I hear an amen to that? Praise the Lord for we're being saved. From sin, we are made partakers of the spirit of holiness, and it is natural to that spirit to lead to the practice of holiness. And even if it's not holy in his life, it's not saved by the grace of Christ. Now, again, I want to make you understand: holiness is not about the way we preach it in church. I have already been saying this. Amen. Holiness is not like, okay, women should tie hair, women should not wear earrings, women should not wear lipsticks, women should not paint the nails, now I'm not saying all of those hair strings. there are some that are actually going to the hair strings. you know, when you have to bring your eyelashes, you have to borrow the dog baby type and put it on your eyes, how many of you have seen stuff like that? Huh? You know, some eyelashes are like the, the, the doll baby. You, you remember that That's where you buy at the shop. You see the eyelashes. Now, that's not what I'm talking about. that, is, that is, The eyelashes God gave to you so good, so natural. You just put your, your stuff on it, bring it out in brightness. That's all you need. You don't need to add something looking like something you sell in the shop. No, I'm not talking about that. Right? Hallelujah. Now, but the point is this. If you look at the holiness of preach... It's only about women. Am I correct? It's only about women. Don't put lipsticks, don't pet nails, don't wear this, don't wear that, don't wear trousers. It's all about women. So I don't know if holiness means what only women do and not men. Otherwise, where do men fall into this? Are touching holiness. So that when I speak of the Spirit of God, put in the spirit of holiness that is in you. He leads you to live a life of holiness. Can I hear an amen? He leads you to live a life of truth. He leads you to live a life of righteousness. And get it right. When the Bible says, Be a holy, it's not asking you to do something. He's saying, You are holy because I gave birth to you by my spirit. Is that okay? Is anybody understanding He He's saying, You are holy. Because I gave back to you. Now, this is the point. If he gave back to you because the holy God. Because you see, a dog can only give back to a dog. A cat can only give back to a cat. A fish can only give back to a fish. And the pen of his fish healed. So God can only give back to God. Did you understand what I'm saying? Now if God is holy, that means the gene in God is holy. And he gave back to you with the gene of, of holiness. That's why I said, be ye holy. Are you listening to me? So, what it means is you have to live out the life of God which is in you. Meaning your words can be holy, your actions can be holy. In fact, the Bible says the words that were coming from the mouth of Jesus, they were gracious. I asked this question a few weeks ago when I was preaching somewhere. When you talk about holiness, the word we preach is. I have a little question. When the Bible says, be ye holy, even as your Father in heaven is holy, the question is, how holy is God? Now, you haven't seen God before. So how does God dress? If dressing is what speaks of holiness. How does God look? Are you following what I'm talking about? Because he said, be ye holy, even as your Father in heaven is holy. That means, if you want to measure holiness, you have to see God. To see how holiness is But now you can't see God So how do you know how holy God is If you want to see the holiness of God You see it in Christ Is that okay? For God who is spirit Made himself available to you to see So if you really want to check out How holy God is You can only find out in Christ Jesus Praise the living God And the Bible says As he is so are we in this world So how is he if you can find out how he is, if you can find out how holy Christ is, then you can be a holy person. Praise the living God. There is the spirit that are come into our lives. Praise the Lord. Therefore, before then in or rather preparing after refers to the first time when God began the new creation in your heart or in our hearts. For from the first inspiration of God upon the soul, it begins to love, holiness, and obedience to the will of God. Is the very element in which a holy and original soul lives. From the very beginning, your holiness starts from your soul. Hallelujah. I try to make you understand this. Sometimes people say, well, God does not look at the other appearance. That's my brethren on the other side. You look on the inside. You are correct. It doesn't look at the actual appearance, but that is so to say, you have to look like a ragamuffin in the streets. Amen? And I've only been saying this, don't tell me you're after whatever thing people call fashion today. I was party yesterday and I see some pants, you know. <laughs> when I use the word pants, don't get me wrong, we use the trouser here. But in the U.S. they call trouser Pants. You see, I, I remember one of my brothers one time in the ministry, and he was saying women do not wear pants, and because of that, he choose not to belong to the ministry because women do not wear pants. So when I when I encountered him with discussing, I said, no, my brother, Americans call trousers pants. It doesn't mean pants you put in before your trousers. That's what I was talking about. He said, oh, I didn't know. So what I'm trying to say yesterday I saw some pants on the street, and I'm not talking of pants you wear before your trousers now. So I'm talking of trousers. Is that okay? All of them were peeled off. And they hand them in a show glass. I'm expecting somebody to come and buy such a thing to put on. You are really very holy. You are really walking like Christ. Is that okay? Praise the living God. I've already been saying this. You don't need to appear like a madman in the street to be fashionable. You don't need to do that. And I've only been saying this and I'll keep saying it. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I will talk about that. Let's move on. Ephesians 2 verse 11. Look at verse 11. Therefore remember that you have been time for Gentiles in the flesh, who are called on circumcision, but that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, May by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, thirteen said. But now in Christ Jesus, ye we were sometimes we far off, and made nigh by the blood of who of Christ. So the blood of Jesus brought us here into the covenant. I'm going to show you some things that will blow your mind. God made covenant with Israel. God made promises for Israel. That was not made to the rest people of the world. God chose them and His own people. They were peculiar to God in the midst of the rest of the people of the world. They have God as their Father. We have God as God, which is a universal concept. Amen. And so the Buddhists are calling on God. The Hindu, the Shintoism, and the Mohammedans—they are calling on God. But for you, a believer. Who have received the Spirit of Christ, Spirit from the Spirit of God? God is your Father. It's not just God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, yeah, the emphasis now: you have in Christ in your life, you are a new creature in relation, not only the Jewish covenant, but your very powerful relation to the background from your family Circle. Why? Because. While you were there, you were still worshipping some gods and to be the one that protects you, that provides for you, just like Israel had God that provide and protect them even in the wilderness. Listen closely. When you were without God, Israel were, without, I mean, were with God, God was protecting them. God was providing for them. Are you following what I'm talking about? He made promises to them, you were not involved in all of this. But at that time, you had your own shrine, your own juju, whatever, that we're also providing for you. You were without the true God, but you had a God. Are you listening to me? And that is why I keep shouting it to you until it gets down to your spirit. Even if your father was a shrine worshiper, as long as you're in Christ, you've been given battle to by another father. What follows your father is what can follow you. If your traditional father was worshiping idols, because they're given to by another god, another father, your new father is the one that has rule over your life. You can have two fathers at the same time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the shrine of your father's compound, before you were born again, Have no power over your life, it just can't walk. Amen. I've only illustrated it to you from the life of Abraham. Abraham's father, the grandfather, they were all idol worshippers until God called Abraham unto himself, and that was the end of the business. Nothing to do with what his father was doing Nothing to do with what his grandfather was doing Nothing to do with idols that they were worshipping Once you come into God You receive a new blood You are a new creature in God No power of the enemy No power of those devils Can have anything to do with your life That's why your work has to be serious Praise the living God God was protecting them your idols were protecting you God was providing for the Jews Your idols were providing for you But now You change allegiance And you say now i have forsaken those idols God is my God So what about those children were doing for you God cannot do for you That's why you are a child of God Praise the living God Now, let me go now to see I'll show you what God did with the Jews Romans chapter 9 verse number 3. Romans 9 verse number 3. And listen. Paul speaking, If I could wish by myself we are caused from Christ, for my brethren my kinsmen, according to the flesh. We are all Israelites. Who are all Israelites? To whom pertaineth, listen to this, the adoption, and the glory, and the covenant, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. Did you see that? This is what followed them. Listen to what he said here. The Israelites, to whom pertaineth what? The adoption, I'm going to explain that to you. And The glory and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. Now every of these things that happened to Israel, they are now happening to you through Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Okay. If you look at the verse 4, who are Israelites? Let me first start with that. Who are Israelites? The Israelites were the descendants of Jacob. What was it all about, Jacob? Jacob was so highly favored of God, after whom he received his name Israel, which means a prince of God. Go with me to Genesis 32 verse 27. Because when you talk about Israelite, you are talking about the 12 sons of Jacob. So who was Jacob? Jacob was so much highly favored by God. He was so much blessed by God. Genesis 32, 28. And he said, The name shall be called no more Jacob, because I am but Israel. For as a prince have the power with God and with men, and has prevailed. Praise the living God. So God referred to Israel as a priest. Therefore, his descendants became Prince of God. Are you getting this? Amen. So his descendants were not called Israelites. And were separated from God for his glory and his praise. He was a priest of God. God changed his name. And that's why I keep telling you, when you come to God... You take another name. God gives you another name. In the true sense, in the spirit realm, your name is not David. There is a name that God must have called you. Are you listening to me? For when God picked on Abraham, he became Abraham. When he picked on Saul, he became Paul. When he picked on Jacob, he became Israel. God had to change your identity to be able to bless you. Praise the Lord. So, the very name of Israelite implies they were very highly dignified, and they were a royal nation, princess of the Most High God. That's what it means when he said Israelites. He was saying you are prince of God. Praise the Living God. Now, listen to what we say. God call you, brings you forth into a new creature in Christ. Through the blood of Jesus. What Israel had, you became part of that. So if Israel were a prince, you are a prince. Did you get that? If Israel was royal before God, you are royal before God. Let me show you something. First Peter 2, read from verse 7. This I apply to you. So when you are reading this place, you are actually identifying yourself as a new creature. In 4 Peter 2, reading from verse seven, unto you therefore, we believe he is precious. But unto them we believe. I mean, be disobedient, the soul with the this disallowed. The same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of slumbering and a rock of offense. Even to them which stumble at the world, Being disobedient. Whereunto also they are appointed. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. But you are. What? A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. That did you show forth what? The praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into what? His marvelous light. Did you get that? You are just like Israel was. Remember, who are Israelites? Who belong the covenant? Who belong the promises? Who belong the laws? Are you getting what I'm talking about? The same thing that happened to Israel is now supposed to be happening to you. So Israel was highly favored, you are supposed to be highly favored. That's what it means to be in a new covenant. It's not just another language. It's not just a matter of, oh I'm a new covenant, I don't believe in the laws of Moses. I'm a new covenant, I'm under grace. That is not what he's talking about. He's talking about their lifestyle, he's talking about reality of that which you can assess before God. Praise the Lord. Take this from message translation. This is what it says, verse 9. But they are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work. Chosen to be what? A holy people. God's instrument to do His work. And speak out for Him. To tell others of the right, of the night and day difference He made for you. Verse 10 says, from nothing to something, from rejected to what, accepted. Are you following this? This is what it means to be a new creature. You were rejected because you were, I would use the word, Gentiles. You were serving other gods. You had no relationship with God. But by reason of Christ, he brought you to himself. The rejected have become what? They accepted. Now if God accepts you, and that's why Paul was saying, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God accepts me, no man can reject me. You reject me, you waste your time. It's better to be accepted by God than to be accepted by men. And so in Christ, you are accepted of God. You are the beloved of God. You are the David of God. You are the Jacob of God. You are highly favored. Praise the living God. Are you listening? You are a chosen generation. The title is formally given To the whole Jewish church That is to say To all the Israelites without exception All who were in the covenant of God by circumcision Whether they were holy persons or not Are here given to the Christians in general In the same way That is to say To all who believe in Christ Whether Jews or Gentiles And who receive baptism In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit They are all now the Israelites of God They are all now the prince and princesses of God They are all now the beloved of God They are all now the accepted of God Hallelujah You got to see yourself from that perspective To them who believe Only this can work for To them who believe Can only experience this Nobody else Praise the living God like I used to say, if you are a royal priesthood, you belong to a royal family, you should dress in royalty. Remember he said they were priests, like we right before, unto other nations. When God called them priests, what it means is, through you, the other nations will learn about me. Through you, other nations will learn about my laws. Through you, other nations will understand the almighty God. That's what it means to be a priest. Priesthood is to reveal God to the man that doesn't know God. Hallelujah. So if I may ask you the question, how much of God is being revealed through you as a priest? You are not just a royal priest for nothing. No, no, no. And get right again, you are a royal priesthood. And I want to say and emphasize, it means your lifestyle must show royalty. It means your dressing more show royalty. It means your language more show royalty. Can I hear an amen? How many of you have heard? I read down an article one time and I learned. You know why the Queen of England had to put gloves in, in her hands because she a royal person. Royalty. Is that okay? So he want to shake you. it doesn't shake you. Shake royalty. Or to put gloves in the hand. Think about that. That's a natural thing on the earth. And then you who is the royal prince of God, look at your life. Look at the way you dress. Look at the way you talk. Look at the places you go to. Think about that. The Bible made us understand, in fact, history reveals to us. Do you know why? The Anglican, the Baptists, they put on collar in their neck. Huh? The original reason in Britain, the Anglican Church, why they asked their priest to put on collar is to identify them wherever they go. By implication, if you are putting on collar, you can't walk into a clubhouse. The collar will not allow you to go there. That is the purpose of Collar. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It doesn't make you more supernatural, it doesn't make you more holy. But the Anglican people say no, we're going to give you colors so that wherever you find yourself, we'll be able to know you. You go to a drinking beer parlor we we see you there with a the collar, and even those selling may not want to sell for you because you're putting on color. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Now the bubble of color, not because it makes you any more righteous or holy than anybody else. But it's just a means of identification of who you are. Somebody bought one for me in the U.S. three years ago. It's still in my wardrobe. I wore it, I think, twice now. When I go to the ecumenical. Remember that? The ecumenical at I yeah. After we had the collar and, and the whole of my pastor was shouting. It's wonderful. You understand what I'm saying? That's the purpose of collar. Just to identify you. So, what the Pentecostals have come to say well, We don't need that We can see proof that we are holy people Did you get the difference? So Pentecostals don't use color Because they have their understanding the consciousness of who they are They know they are real priesthood You don't need anything to identify you You've got to have your life Identify you as a royal priest Hallelujah the Israel were chosen and elected race To be a special people unto the Lord thy God Above all people that are upon the face of the earth Look at Deuteronomy 7 verse number 6 You've got to see something here Deuteronomy 7 verse number 6 For thou and the holy people unto the Lord thy God And the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself Above all people Hallelujah that are upon the face of the earth. Did you see that? That is what it is for the church today. The church is chosen by God as a new creature to reveal the invisible God, a special people unto God among other people. That's what a new creature is all about. The new creature is simply the new covenant as opposed to the old covenant. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? God chose them. In fact, God told them, you are the least of all people. But I chose you. Now through you, I can reveal myself, my law, my holy nation to the rest of the world. By implication, Israel was like an embassy of God on the earth. By which God revealed His laws, His culture unto mankind. The church today is supposed to be the embassy of God on the earth. And that's why Paul will say, we are ambassadors of Christ. And every ambassador lives at the embassy. So the church is the embassy of God on the earth today. meant to reveal the culture, the holy life, the true lifestyle of God to those who are not believers. So my question for you again is this. How much of God is being seen? in your attitude, in your place of work. It's not enough to shout being a new creature. New creature is a lifestyle. New creature is not a language. New creature is a people manifesting the true nature, the qualities, and the lifestyle of God. Amen. They were also a royal priesthood, or what Moses called a kingdom of priests. Look at that again, Exodus 19 verse 5. Exodus 19, verse 5. They were not just royal priests, they were a kingdom of priests. Exodus 19, verse 5. Therefore, if ye will obey my voice and thee and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Verse number 6. And ye shall be unto me what? A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which I shall speak unto who? The children of Israel. Hallelujah. Priests, for all we are called to be sacrifices to God, and He is represented to the King of that people and father of those whom He was King of. Therefore, they were all royal people, because if God is King, His children are from royal family. Do you understand this? Huh. We're going to understand something. Permit me to say this. Do you know how powerful kings used to be? I'm not talking of these political kings we have today. Government gave them stuff, take stuff from them. These are political kings. You know that's what happens today. But kings in those days... Let me show you a picture. Can you imagine? The words of the kings were decreased and they were powerful. King Herod could just make a decree and say, Let all children below two years be killed. Because they were searching for Jesus. And what happened? All children in the city from two years down were killed. How many of you remember that? That's how powerful the king was. Not these ones we see today. These are political kings. Now, what am I trying to make you see? If God is a king, you are a child of God. That means you are a royal family. And that means if your father can make decrees, you can make decrees. Are you listening to me? That's why your prayer has to be very effectual. Listen closely. New generation people, or what you call new creation people, are not lousy talkers. I mean, that make decrees, A man that, that create realities. A man that made things happen on the earth This is a new preacher We are not talking of just a set of people it's, I keep saying it You listen to what they talk about new preacher Oh man, we are not under law Oh man, we are under grace Oh man, we don't pay tax, we are new creature. Oh man, no When you talk about being a new preacher You are a child of the king And you can make laws Hallelujah Are you listening to me? I said here the other day, now I'm not approving or disapproving but when the president's daughter was attending a peace or a meal or something, a program in Maduguri he has to fly a private jet there, one of the jets from the presidential fleet and people were talking. So I begin to wonder, if your father was a king and there's a limousine in the house and you are going to a program Will you go and enter Kekern and leave that because you want to be The girl have no other option, man, because she belongs to a royal family. Hallelujah! Are you listening to me? This is her time, this is her season, and she has to enjoy everything that belongs to the president. I don't know how you think about that, but that's my own thinking. My father is king, he's owns the heaven and the earth. And David, we say the same thing. The Lord has fallen to me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a godly heritage. That my heritage belongs to God. God will say, "What belongs to God belongs to me." How can you say you are a new creature and your ways have no power, and yet you belong to the King? I doubt your new creature or reality. How can you say? Somebody asked me a question a few days ago from Uganda. It's Apostle David. How come the apostles of today, they don't perform miracles, they only say the word, the word, the word. I say because they don't have power to perform miracles. Jesus sent his apostles, go, preach the kingdom, heal the sick. He didn't say go preach and then leave the people there. No. If you can't heal the sick, don't say because you are an apostle, that's why. No, that's a lie. Are you following what I'm talking about? Everything our Father has, we have. Everything Jesus did, we can do. Praise the living God. And you, sitting down there, it's your right to do what I'm talking about. You've got to understand what I'm saying. The Bible said, These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow those who are priests. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Have you read that in your Bible? It didn't say to the pastor, it needs to the apostles. No. To them, do Because you are from a royal family. You are kingly authority. Are you listening to me? You can do the impossible. Because your king, your father, can do the impossible. That's why your life every day should be a life of miracles, signs and wonders. You should manifest the glory of God on the face of the earth. But the Bible says Jesus went about doing good, that was because he was doing signs and wonders, miracles, and taking care of people, the oppressed. That is who you are called to be. As a royal family, you have the substance. Hallelujah. So they were a holy nation unto God, like I said before. Now let me show you something. Now Revelation 1, verse 5. I don't know how far we've gone. You can let me know if your time is up. But I'm still out preaching. Revelation 1, verse 5 say, And from Jesus Christ Who is a faithful witness And the first begotten of the dead And the prince of the kings of the earth Hallelujah Unto him that loved us And washed us from our sins In his own blood And had made us What? Kings and priests unto God and His Father, to Him the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He has made a fort, Prince and kings unto who? Unto God. This is the new creation. Men that were not known before, are now becoming kings and priests. Just like Israel was kings and priests, through the blood of Jesus, we are now priests and Kings. So everything Israel has, you can have. You know, this is why we talk today. People talk about Israel. You say, you "See the technology; they have the best misery. They have the best days." Okay, fine. Why? You say because you are a nature of God. So, who are you? you well, know, talk to me. Who do you think you are? How come they have the wisdom to develop all of those things? How they have the wisdom to develop agriculture, education, all of those things? Here we are, calling ourselves Christians, Calling us new creation Yes, we cannot Halfway of what the old covenant produced We can't even produce it Something is wrong with our theology Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? You can't think straight You have no moral rectitude in life No wisdom And you say you are from the royal priest to the holy nation Which one? Oh, come on now. Let the nation of Israel challenge you. As a church. To know that if they have the wisdom to produce that, we can do the same. Are you here with me? Because the God who was their God. Who used to be their God. Who is their God. Who called them a holy nation. Have brought us today. As a new generation people. He has brought us himself as a people created in Christ Jesus through his blood and made made of Prince and Kings and the Bible says we shall reign on the earth that is to say right at this hour you can rule and reign not when you die your reign is not when you go to heaven so God expects you to dominate in your business area, dominate in your educational area, dominate in the music area, dominate. Is anybody hearing what I'm talking about? That's what the new creation stands for. Making manifest the invisible wisdom of God on the edge. Making life better. I was speaking the other time in Kenya, I made them to understand. What the Bible said, dominate. You think it has to do with what you fly up into the sky. Look at me sweating. Look at you using fans. You see, when a man created air condition, he dominated the atmosphere. That is to say, he can control the atmosphere. If he wants it hot, he takes it up. If he wants it down, he brings it down. That's dominion. Are you listening to me? We think dominion is all about spirits. No. Remember, the Bible tells us that Joseph was teaching senators in Egypt that those were to make the laws. Somebody has a greater wisdom because he was a child of God and was instructing senators in Egypt. That's what it means to be a new creature. It's not just a language. No, it's a reality of who we are supposed to be. I'm talking about people who can change the atmosphere. I'm talking about people who can recreate systems. I'm talking about people who can evolve new curriculum for educational systems. I'm talking about people who can bring in educational ingenuity to the place of agriculture. I'm talking about people, come on, is anybody following what I'm talking about? You say you shall reign on the earth. That I means wherever you are supposed to be, your new creation identity gives you the power to do what? To rule and reign. If you're educational sector, I repeat, you are meant to rule and reign. Amen? Any system you find yourself, God has ordained that you rule and reign. If you're in business, it's your time. I say, it's your time. Amen. Hallelujah. I say, it's your time. Amen. Praise the living God. Understand that you are a new creature. You are not meant to take the last portion. You are not meant to take the last fight. You are a new creature. I just want to read one final scripture. And that will be gone for today. I'll pick up from here next week. Is anybody understanding me so far? I want you to pick up these so that you can see what we are talking about. Not just a new creature with mouth. Not just a new creature with singing or talking about it. we got to be able to show forth what it means to be what? A new creation. So I want to take something from the book of Isaiah. Where is this thing? Come on. Uh, And I show that to you so that you can understand what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. Amen? But are you following me so far? I want you to come to the place of dominion, to the place of power, to the place of authority. Where you can rule and reign, because God has ordained that for you. Not when you die, not when you go to heaven, but when you've come to become what? A new creation. Isaiah 44. Let's look at verse 21. I'm going to end there. Isaiah 44 verse 21 to 22. Isaiah 44, 21. I'm reading Isaiah. Remember thee O church The priest of God Somebody said I'm seeing Jacob and Israel But they already know what that means Is that ok Remember thee O church And the priest of God For thou art my servant Can I hear I have found thee Thou art my servant O priest of God Thou shalt not be forgotten of me Praise the living God. Look at the next verse 23. And he said, So that's 22. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and a cloud thy sins. Return thou unto me, for I have done what? Redeemed thee. I can't forget you. God can never forget you. Hallelujah. Look at verse 23. What did he say? Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Hallelujah. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains, O forests, and every tree therein. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and hath glorified himself in Israel. Hallelujah. So God wants to be glorified in your life. When you begin to walk in dominion, when you begin to manifest the glory of God, God is glorified. God is seen. When your business blossoms, God is seen. When your intellect is working. God is seen. I have glorified myself in Israel. Hallelujah. This is the new creation reality that we are talking about. God has brought a call unto every one of you. This is a call. To stand on what God has done. To stand on what God is doing. To stand on what He has determined to do. From the beginning of creation. He had you in mind when He was coming. That He's going to bring the Gentiles into the covenant. Again, I want to say this to you. If Israel is so powerful, God intends the church to be so powerful. Praise the living God. And hear it a shout and hear us a call. And he said, you shout, we say rejoice. When you talk about trees, don't talking about trees in the forest. We're talking about trees of righteousness. Men that he has made into his image and likeness. The man that he have deposited his life in Shout for joy. For I will not forsake you. I will not forget you. Your transgression are forgotten. I mean, I just can't remember your transgression, your sins anymore. I've recreated you in Christ. I brought you to myself. You are my prince. You are my kings, because I'm king of kings and the Lord of lords. You are meant to rule and reign. So that I can be glorified on the face of the earth. That's why you are recreated. That you may bring forth the praise and the glory of God. Did I help you this morning? Come on, stand up, let's pray. Thank to the Father. I just want you to pray in a moment. I want you to talk to the Father in a moment. Hallelujah.